Well, great afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another full and delicious dose of well-being podcast. I am your hostess, Jacina DeMarco. Happy September to everyone. I hope everyone is doing well from all over the globe. We've had some pretty interesting weather uh, lately in different places. I pray that all is well with everyone. We have entered the last quarter of this year, September, which is great. Much gratitude for that. And this is also a great opportunity to revisit our goals and measure our progress for the year. Well, I am truly excited, everyone, for what we have, the special treat for you today, our guest today. Uh, she is joining us, actually, from beautiful Costa Rica, and it's Amber Hagberg. Amber's passion to connect with others through healing has led her to learn a variety of bodywork approaches. She is a yoga professional, among many other things. She has studied wonderful massage therapy in Colorado. Shortly after moving to Dominico, Costa Rica, Amber's love for the benefits of yoga and bodywork inspired her to become certified in Asian modalities such as Thai massage and shiatsu, which is Japanese massage. Today, she weaves her knowledge of the body and principles of yoga into each session. Amber's mission is giving you the inspiration, knowledge, and unstoppable confidence to go home and practice living your yoga on and off the mat, taking home the Pura Vida lifestyle and yoga practices to navigate your life, compassing your deepest heart's desires and highest potential each day. Without further ado, let's introduce Amber Hagberg. Hello, Amber. Hello. Thank you so much for having me and beautiful introduction. I'm really excited to be here. And I love that you have interesting weather where you are because I could say the same thing here in Costa Rica. It's been raining so much, so windy. So yeah, crazy weather. <laughs> well, yeah, it has been, but I bet it's like a nice uh, even 75 or 80 kind of a tropical weather for you there. Yeah, exactly. The weather, you can't beat the, the weather. Um, perfect. Not too hot when it rains. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you for being with us today. We are ecstatic to have you and are eager to hear what you have to share with us today. So, Amber, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hmm. Yes, would love to. I grew up in Iowa and just after graduating high school, I started kind of going to college, doing the things and was really feeling lost. And luckily, a friend of mine introduced me to yoga and that took me on a journey to drop out of college, move across the country to Colorado, start studying yoga. And that led me to selling all my things and moving to Costa Rica, where I've now been living for the past like six and a half years. Um, before COVID, I was traveling around the world, leading yoga teacher trainings and retreats. And now with COVID, I've been doing a lot more online coaching and inspiring women to live a yogic lifestyle. So take the things that we learn from our meditations and yoga practice and apply them to our relationships that we have with our job, with our friends, with our family and those around us. 
You know, I, that's what I really love about yoga and any type of an art form such as that is it incorporates every aspect of our lives. It's not just the physical aspect of being fit, but it encompasses all areas of our life. Would you agree with that? Yeah, exactly. Once we start to, you know, take care of ourselves on different levels, physically, mentally, and emotionally, then it it goes into so many different areas of our lives. Wonderful. Well, I want to back up a little bit. I know on one of your video clips, I thought it was very interesting. You bring up your father. And, you know, that really rings home close to me because I am a daddy's girl. And, um, for a reason that I would love for you to share if you feel led to tell us a little bit the positive impact that your father had on your life and how it kind of propelled you into the life that you have now and the motivation that he has given you. Yeah. Um, daddy girl at heart. I always say, you know, um, he passed when I was 17, but I'll always be a daddy's girl. He taught me so many things. He was such a hard worker and so driven to take care of his family and provide and in a way that it was so selfless. You know, he lost a lot of himself and in, in giving to his family and and I can see why and at the same time it, it gave me the motivation to not wait for later to live my life it was like he was living for like after he retired and after his kids got out of school and it was like okay I'm not gonna make that mistake because he didn't get there and it inspired me to continue to live my life now but with that I have such a strong worth at ethic and I and I'm so driven to to work and to provide but at the same time and enjoy. And my dad had just been to Costa Rica over 75 times with my grandfather. And I didn't even know this until after my dad was gone, but he was a beach junkie. Yeah, a beach junkie. He loved to be at the beach. He loved simplicity. He loved to just no shoes, you know, relax, chill life. And so I feel like I'm living for him right now. That is absolutely incredible. And that's a baseline for both of us, because as soon as I heard that, it was like immediate alignment. Um, I unfortunately lost my father about three years ago, and it's the same thing. He motivates me. I feel like I'm living through him. He dedicated his entire life, the same as your father, to helping others and gave everything. And he was fortunate to live to be um, four months short of 90. So... Um, Yes. And uh, actually, he was diagnosed with diphtheria, which was something way back a long time ago. And uh, the doctors actually told my mother, uh, his mother, my grandmother, that he wouldn't live to see his first birthday. And he was blessed to live almost 90 years. So I love stories like that. And yeah, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yeah, wow. That's amazing that he lived, you know, so many years after, you know, beating the odds of what they were told. And yeah, um, the impact that that dads can have on our lives. So inspiring. Absolutely. Especially for their girls, for the most part. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) There's something about that. So uh, tell us a little bit what personal experiences led you into the life of yoga if you can get into a little more detail and the desire to help others on their journey as well Mm, personal experience really was a time you know I found yoga after my dad died I was 
um, 17, I was crying. I was really sick and I was um, depressed, just really bleeding inside. And my friend introduced me to yoga because at that time I was partying, I was overeating, just kind of destroying Mm -hmm. my life, you know, and yoga came in. It was just this savior. And it was like, I, I started to accidentally lose weight. I started to want to eat healthy. I started to want to go for walks. I started to want to feel my emotions. And it was just Mm -hmm. at this level of like, yoga came in and saved my life. And and what I love so much about this practice as someone now that's teaching other women how to be teachers or teaching other women how to heal themselves through the practice is that yoga comes into our lives at a time where we're ready to transform and become even closer to that part of ourself that maybe we haven't always wanted to see, accept, or love. Absolutely. And it does seem to come right at that point in time. Normally when uh, one is led to join yoga, they are at that crossroad in their life. And that's very insightful that you you say that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, what are some of the main benefits of yoga? Oh, there's so many, but you know, what first comes to mind is the ability to be present in a world where we're so connected externally. It gives us the ability to be present with ourselves and present with how we're feeling present in the moment of just not letting go of everything else, but the ability to sit with everything that's happening. Um, It gives us confidence, confidence to believe in ourselves because what you're capable of doing in your yoga practice today is so different than what you're capable of in a consistent three-month practice from now. Um, Yoga allows us to reduce stress, um, anxiety. It gives us the tools to build a relationship with ourselves, and that ultimately bleeds out into the relationships that we have with the external world. Um, Yoga has been known to people have been told like they'll never walk again or they'll never be able to use their legs again. And through yoga, they're practicing, they're walking. Like they have like no back chronic pain that they've had their entire lives. Like there's so many stories of yoga just coming in and saving someone's life, whether it be physical, mental, or emotional. Yes, absolutely. And as you stated earlier, we talk about when we drown ourselves in our emotions, it could be something Uh, physical, some internal trauma, something physical, which usually the physical is relating to something that's a little deeper on a deeper level. Um, But we start to realize that we're coming into a place to where we no longer desire to do those self-destructive things kind of by, by default. It's like, no, I don't really, you know, have an interest in this or in that anymore. And it's amazing how that happens without our consent. It just happens. We, we start the inner healing and those destructive desires go away. And it could be that way within relationships, uh, intolerability for dysfunction, toxicity. As you stated, it, it just, it bleeds into every area of life. Yes. And such a good point too, because, you know, when I started the yoga practice, it's like, I wanted to eat healthier. I didn't want to drink so much. Um, I was actually in a place where I was addicted to marijuana, you know, and it came in and was like, no longer did I want to smoke. No longer did I want to drink. No longer did I want to eat food that made me feel a certain way because I became aware of how the food made, made me feel, but it wasn't something that I just woke up one day and was like, I'm not going to do this anymore because I don't want to. It was like, actually, I 
I didn't crave it. I didn't even want it, you know, and it just, it, it came right. in and it guided me on a path where I was like, I'm committed to my yoga practice. And that commitment to the, the inner healing allowed my desires to change. Exactly, exactly. And it's not like we're avoiding the situation or the addiction. We literally have no more desire for it. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. That is that is very, very powerful. And more people, I think the education needs to be broadened a little bit more about yoga and the benefits. And it's really us again ourselves, uh, kind of like others. I, I think in a way we can liken it to golf, how it's us against ourselves. It's our game. It's our life. It's our results. We're not competing against anyone else. This is our lifelong a path in our own journey and it could play out in any way that's in our highest and best interest. Correct. Yeah. Uh, 100%. I couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. So um, Amber in working with women and I'm sure there's several answers for this question, <laughs> mm -hmm. but what would you say are the top three predominant areas of concern around life, family, relationships, intimacy, spirituality, or whatever else you may want to add? Mm, yeah, I think for me, what I've been finding, especially now is feeling guilty for prioritizing ourselves, wanting to take care of ourselves, wanting to invest in ourselves, wanting to make time for ourselves. Um, mm -hmm learning to love our bodies and accept our bodies as they are the way they are um, without yes. trying to, to change them. And in, in general, it's having boundaries, being able to say no when you mean no. Yes, absolutely. Those are three things that I, Mm -hmm. three things that I find come up with almost every single woman. And, you know, I've been there and I experience it too. And that's how I can really relate to the women that I work with. It's like, I know what it's like to not be able to say no. I know what it's like to resist the body that I was, you know, gifted, born into. And, and I also know what it's like to feel guilty for, you know, making time for myself or prioritize myself, investing in myself. And I think that, you know, the more that we can come together and talk about those topics and, and not shame them or self-sabotage them, the more we can break free of them and create a new paradigm, a new way of thinking about how we live our lives as, as women and what we teach our children going forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that that is so, so key is that what we, because what we're doing is having an impact and a ripple effect on everyone around us, whether we realize it or not. And when we enter into this, this transformational journey, it affects our children, our, our loved ones, um, whether that be biological or just close communities and tribes. And it begins to motivate others to want to live their better life. And that's another benefit, I believe, of yoga. Yeah, it, it's the ripple effect. Yeah, the more that we work on ourselves, the more, you know, the smaller children around us, they see and they learn from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
And uh, you have assisted numerous amounts of individuals. I think on, on one of your, I was reading one of your articles and it said that you have tra helped transform over 70 women, which is an incredible number, lives in, in different ways. In different ways. And earlier you spoke about how that transformation can take place. It could be healing in our physical body. It could be coming out of a wheelchair. It can be trauma from our inner child. It can be ver a variation of things, a physical from a car accident. I mean, it can manifest in, in several different ways. What are some of the most impactful testimonials that you've heard in your experience so far as a practitioner? Mm, yeah. I've, you know, one time a woman sent me a message. Oh, Amber, I forgot to tell you when we started working together, I quit taking my antidepressant medicines. And I would never recommend that to anyone. But the fact that she did it and was able to stay off of it through meditation really just was like, wow, that's amazing what meditation can do. And at the same time, I just anyone listening, knowing that it's okay to take medita medication and I'm glad it's there because sometimes mm -hmm. you need it and, and, and never think that it's wrong or shameful to take it if that's where you're at. But this was just an incredible story because I work with so many women that want to get off of it and they actually are able to through meditation, diet and lifestyle shifting. But I've also heard, you know, some of my clients be like, we've, we haven't been working together for six months and I still get return on investment because now I'm teaching this to my children or I'm teaching this to my husband. Um, I've got down to a weight that I feel happy with without even trying. I just started to crave foods that made me feel better. Um, continuously just getting messages every single day. Um, literally every day of like, Amber, you changed my life because now I have the tools to reduce stress, reduce anxiety. Um, I now know it's okay that if I miss a day, I can start again the next day. So there's just so many different um, messages that I get from women, but it's all in the same because everyone can go through the same program, but we get what we need in the moment. It's going to be different based on where you're at. Yes, yes. And it's a progressive healing, as you stated. It can be a typically regular therapy subsides over time and we may need another treatment. The miraculous thing about this type of healing, almost as an energy healing, is that it escalates. It gets better over time. The energy actually grows and doesn't decrease or deplete. Yeah, exactly. And you just keep going to the next level because, you know, I've gone through therapy at different points in my life and you get to a point where you don't need it. And then something happens and you go back through therapy and you might even have the same story that you worked on before that you thought you were through that yes. comes to service in a different way. And now you get to go even deeper because you are ready to go deeper. Whereas, you know, when you're working on it before you went as far as you could in that moment. And so it's like, we're just going through different parts and different layers of our body, of our emotions, of our life. As we like transform and evolve, our healing is going to as well. Exactly. That is beautiful. Almost like sitting in an escrow account saying, okay, we're just going to stay right here until they're ready to receive it. And then we're going to issue a deposit into their account. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know why they like that. Yes. It just stays there until we're ready to receive it. That is. Oh, I love that analogy. You, yes. That just, that came from guidance right there. 
Yes. And with you being a practitioner that has gone through it, that I think right there is a very crucial uh, and very important point to make because it's not textbook knowledge. It's not something that you just picked up and said, you know, I think I'm going to try this and teach other people. You've actually been through it. You've walked the walk. Uh, you've been down in your own valleys and you really have the, the certification on many other levels to speak on what you speak on and to teach people from a place of experience and not just from text knowledge. Yeah, and one thing that we talk about in yoga is jnana, wisdom. And it's like we can learn things in a book, we can learn things from a teacher, and we're taking in information. In this world now, we have an abundance of information, but what I find that's really potent is when we take information and we turn it into wisdom through experience. And I think, you know, one one thing that I do hear a lot is like how relatable I am, and it's when you can be and meet someone where they are rather than being on another level, I think that creates this, this ability to trust and see what's possible for yourself because you see someone who's been there, been in it, and now you see where they've gone and you're like, oh, there's possibility. And I think that possibility and hope is what we all crave when we're in that darker valley because, you know, me being able to see other teachers and healers and guides that helped me when I was in the valley is what gave me the inspiration to know, like, there's somewhere I'm going. This, This is for a purpose. Absolutely. Our valleys aren't just for ourselves, but for people that we're destined to meet down the road. I totally believe that. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yes. So uh, you also coordinate retreats, getting kind of into some of the activities that you do. Um, Real exciting stuff. Surfing, yoga, I think is very interesting is the aerial yoga and silks. That just sounds like so amazing. (laughs) Uh, Vegetarian (laughs) meals. Beach trips, waterfall adventures you do, um, monkey mangrove tours, which sounds very interesting, paddle boarding, diving, snorkeling, ATV tours, and zip lining. All of these things, I believe, it incorporates into the lifestyle of happiness and doing things that you love. And, and with yoga, incorporating all of that into yoga just brings a better heightened way of living and enjoying life. Yeah. And, you know, when we can try different things and put ourselves in, you know, uncomfortable situations and new areas of life, it's, it opens up a new, a new pathway in our brain, a new endorphin in our body and a new way to really just feel. And so I think it allows for, you know, possibility. It allows for creativity and and it connects us to different worlds that we didn't know, you know, were possible before. And I used to be the person that I wouldn't try anything new, whether it be food or a new activity. And now what I get to see is like, wow, I was missing out on so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think the healing process brings a lot of that about too. It eliminates a lot of the phobias and fears and all of these constricting perceived feelings of I can't do this or I'm afraid to do that. We seem to open up to things that may be a little more risky, if you will, but take enjoyment and more things in life that we probably wouldn't have if we hadn't been on our yoga journey. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, and, and I like that you called it a journey, you know, because that that's exactly what we're on. It's, you know, we're on a journey of life, a journey of yoga, and, you know, we're just, you know, here along for the ride, but we can, with the yoga practice, be participants, be creators of our life. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And massage therapy approaches, not only are you a yoga practitioner, but you also uh, practice Thai massage with actual therapy uh, with clients, uh, shiatsu, as we mentioned before, deep tissue massage, Swedish, Swedish massage, reflexology, and sports massage. Now, this is something that you also incorporate into your business outside of yoga. Well, it is something. So when I first moved to Costa Rica, I had a mobile massage business and I mm -hmm. was going to people's homes, giving massages and giving massages on my yoga retreats and yoga teacher trainings. And since becoming, a, you know, more of a, a yoga life coach and teacher trainings and stuff, I've stepped back from the massage. It, it was a hard thing to step back from because I did have that connection to physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual body. So it was something that I really could weave in, but because I wanted to honor my time and my body mm -hmm. and my energy, it is one of the modalities and practices that I've recently had to let go of. Um, it was yes. one of those um, messages I got. I, I did a seven month uh, or four month journey around the world to seven different countries. And the message to me was focus on yoga. And so I, I let go of that practice. Right, right. And I know all about that in my business as well. The letting go of the physical aspect one-on-one, -on -one, there's a way to reach a lot more and preserve energy at the same time. That is definitely true within our profession, for sure. Well, Amber, what yeah. has been the most fulfilling part of your journey? If you can just name one or two, uh, because the whole journey is incredible. Or your greatest achievements thus far? That's a good question. I think with my life, when I was in that darker place, I really just thought to myself, all I want to do is be happy. And when I think back to that place in mm -hmm. 2008, I just had a dream to be happy. And from that dream, my life has manifested. I've co-created this life consciously in a way that I never even thought possible. And so when, when I think about the places I've been and the life that I've created, I know that this is really just the beginning. And, and that being said, it's like, wow, I'm so lucky to be alive and I'm so lucky to have experienced. And, you know, people say time goes by fast and life is, is short, but for me, it's been so long and so fulfilling. And, you know, mm -hmm. I think my greatest like achievement through all of that is I got to take like my trauma, my hard times, my like you know, my entire childhood was traumatic and abusing in, in all different levels, physically, mentally, and emotionally. And now I know that everything that I went through for, you know, 18 years was so that I could help other women. And that achievement is like to be able to take what I went through and help other people get through it and create a life that is fulfilling for them. That is beautiful. How we can transmute something seemingly so terrible and make it to where it benefits other people. And we just use that energy towards something a lot more profitable when we get 
through it ourselves and heal from it, we can transmute it and use it to help others. That is one of the most beautiful things. Alchemy is 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 just one of the most miraculous things I think that that we can ever learn how to do. Yeah, I I, th- I think so. Yes, yes. Uh, so, what would you change, if anything? I I know you're on this. And there's really no regrets, I'm sure. Is there anything that you would change or do differently looking back? I would have been softer on myself. I I pushed myself. I thought I needed to do more to be successful. I needed to achieve more. And so I would have told myself, like, it's okay to rest. It's okay to take time off. It's okay not to work <laughs> um, because mm-hmm. I really was hard on myself. And so if there's anything I would change, it would be to live a little bit more when I was younger. Um, I'm learning, you know, I'm still learning that journey, but I try 16 to, you know, be, 16, be kinder, be softer, slow down. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that's another program that we all have to overcome uh, the conditioning of thinking that we always have to be busy and doing something all the time. And when we actually sit with ourselves in complete silence, we have uh, this kind of a guilty feeling for doing so. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with being still. Yeah. Yes. Wonderful. Well, this has just been amazing. Absolutely just an incredible, insightful conversation with you. Everything that you've discussed, I'm sure it's going to help tons and tons of people that listen to this broadcast. Uh, Do you have any enlightening words that you would like to share with our listeners? There's something I always like to share in in my world, on my podcast, um, with my clients, and it's, you know, the closest, most sacred relationship we'll ever have, the longest lasting relationship we have in this lifetime is the one that we have and hold with ourselves. So nourish it, yes. cherish it, and, and really appreciate that gift that you have to always be with you through it all. Because at the end of the day, when we leave this world, we go alone. And so who do you want to take with you? You know, how do you want to take that, that being that you're becoming with you? It's a cherish, cherish yourself, nourish yourself, love yourself. Yes. Oh, that is beautiful. I, I would agree. We come here alone. We take our first breath alone. Uh, Speaking of yoga, the first thing we take is breath. And the last thing we take is breath when we transition. And that's how important it is. And we come here alone. We leave here alone. We have a wonderful journey in the interim. We are here for ourselves and our own experience. Well, that has been wonderful. So, Amber, how can people get a hold of you if they want to contact you regarding today's podcast or if any way? What are some of the ways they can connect with you? Yeah, so any way that you would love to connect, I have a podcast, Yoga Off the Mat with Amber Hagberg. I dive into tips and tricks for living your yoga practice and how to take that relationship you build with yourself through yoga and implement it through relationships with others. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, or my website, Amber Hagberg, and I'm sure you'll link those in the show notes to have more accessibility to, you know, come hang out. You can follow my journey in Costa 
Eureka and um, look for any practices, meditations, yoga practices with me on Facebook and um, on my website, you'll be able to find upcoming retreats, yoga teacher trainings, and um, a way to explore one-on-one or group coaching. Wonderful, wonderful, Amber. Well, thank you so much for being a guest today. And we appreciate your time uh, calling from Costa Rica and um, sharing all this wonderful information, insightful wisdom with us. And uh, thanks again. And we will probably have you back on the program again for a follow-up, if that's all right with you. Mm, yes, thank you so much for having me. I, I love to talk all things yoga and would, would love to come back on it and chat more. Um, thank you again for having me and allowing me to share. Okay, wonderful. Well, that will do it today for our broadcast, our nice uh, podcast with Amber. And uh, hope everyone have a wonderful rest of your week, a blessed week, a safe week. And uh, God bless everyone. And until next week, We stay safe, stay blessed, stay healthy, and stay well. Bye-bye. Bye for now.